1: Welcome in, episode 178, What's Right with Nick Wright. This episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. Uh, and so here's the deal. You guys, if you were listening last week, you guys know McDonald's app, one of my go-to apps. How many times have you been in this situation where you've had a really long day, you're hungry, last thing you want to do is cook a meal, and sometimes you don't even want to leave your house to go pick something up. I've been in this situation hundreds of times, especially in New York City. Just leaving your house to pick something up can be a 45-minute affair. And my saving grace is... Very often has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking about getting McDonald's delivered right to your door. And now every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food and who doesn't like free food? I love their breakfast menu. My all-time favorite item off the breakfast menu, of course, still the Big Mac. I feel like every 80s baby like me, the Big Mac just kinda has a special place in nostalgia and in your heart. So always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's delivery prices may be higher than at restaurant's delivery and other fees may apply copyright 2023 McDonald's. All right, a ton to do today on today's show. Demanze is here, he's a little under the weather. We'll see if he rallies throughout the show. If not, it's understandable. A uh, little the dealing with a little bit of a head cold, but made it in and with no problems whatsoever. I can't see him right now, uh, but we can maybe see him in a moment because a major development for Demonze. If he's on camera right now, which I think he is, Demonze. When's the last time you were totally clean shaven? I can't remember it.
2: Um, I actually had a memory pop up on my Snapchat about a year ago today. I had everything shaved off right here, oh. not the not my lip as well. But um, but it's it's yeah, been a that, very no, long no, time no, since I've had this look. Very
1: long time. I think yeah. you have kept the the the. And I hope. I, listen, we're we'll get to sports in just a moment. I'm not trying to embarrass you here. I don't think you have the type <laughs> of facial hair where you could grow a full beard. Like if you <laughs> wanted to, I don't think it would come in am i wrong i had
2: like a little hulk hogan thing starting to connect but yeah um, like i didn't, a I didn't, didn't like you yeah, yeah exactly but you couldn't exactly. like grow
1: a full beard nah. but i think because of that since you were 15 as since you first were able to grow <laughs> any hair on stuff, your lips you've kept it yeah, <laughs> yeah you've kept it and now i'm looking at you <laughs> I can't remember. I cannot. I've seen you when you sh- shave your chin. I can't remember the last time you, you didn't have the little mustache or anything. So, Demonte, a little under the weather? Maybe his body negatively reacting to not having the extra protection of the facial hair. We're not sure. A ton to do today. Talking week two in the NFL. Let's first get to what missed the cut. What missed the cut is Coach Prime in Colorado moving to three and you0 We will talk more about them on Thursday. The next two weeks are massive, and it is a damn shame Travis Hunter's not going to be able to play, because this weekend they play Oregon, and the next weekend, potentially the game of the year in college football, Shador Sanders and Colorado against Caleb Williams and USC, that is a potential all-time game from a viewership perspective. I hate that Travis Hunter's not going to be able to play. All right, tra- uh Also not on today's show, Tyreek Hill says, Pat's fans are some of the worst. Confirmed. I work with one, uh, but not for the reasons that that Tyreek was saying they're the worst. Wilds is just the worst for his own reasons. And uh, Jason Kelsey. Okay, sorry. Hold on. Oh, Ian Eagle says, Travis Kelsey finds blank space for TD. I did not get this reference at all, but I was actually watching the football games with Mike Ryan, the the ace executive producer from Levitard Show and Metal Ark Media. He informed me that was a Taylor Swift reference that I didn't quite get. So that's what missed the cut. We will get to the Prince versus the King and the Chiefs in just a moment, but there were two games last night, DeMondze, so let's start there.
2: Yes, there was a Monday night football double header last night. Uh, Saints-Panthers probably win as everybody would expect. But the Steelers-Browns game had a ton of storylines. we got Nick Chubb getting hurt. Deshaun still looks really bad. And the Steelers yep. have no offense and still won the game. What's the biggest story yep. of last night?
1: All right, so the the biggest story, well, I don't even know if it's the biggest, but it's the one that I feel like. It's poor form if we don't acknowledge, start with. What happened to Nick Chubb is brutal. They, listen, that's an old-school AFC North game that the Steelers-Browns and steelers Bengals, and Steelers-Ravens have played for years where it is hard-hitting, guys are getting banged up left and right, but even by those standards, the Minka hit on Chubb was really unfortunate. I do not think Minka Fitzpatrick is a dirty player. It was an unfortunate place for him to hit him right on the knee, but he can't go high. He's flying in. And Chubb, who had a full knee blowout eight years ago in college, now it looks like suffered another one. There obviously today is going to be a lot of discussion about you know, Chubbs, one of the few running backs who got the second contract, who was making real money. He is on a three-year, $36 million deal, and now he's injured. What does that mean for the running back market? There obviously was the odd story this week that the NFL is filing a grievance against the Players Association for advising running backs to fake injuries in order to up their leverage. That is a story that is potentially incredibly interesting to really dive into i am not going to fully dive into it today because i feel like we are missing massive pieces of information of that from that and i feel like this was the fact that the story leaked the way it did leads me to believe this is nfl management leaking it Because they're trying to kind of change the narrative on our running backs getting screwed. And so I'm going to hold off fully commenting on that, at least for the time being. But unfortunately, the cold reality is the Nick Chubb injury does not. It's not like, oh, now the Browns are going to stink and people are going to, which they very well may. And we'll discuss it. People are going to say, oh, Nick Chubb's valuable. Running backs are valuable. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is people are going to say, even if you have Nick Chubb at that position, so brutal, so violent, you're you're more likely to get injured there than any other spot on the field. It's hard to pay these guys a ton of money. I, I understand why people are empathetic. I've talked a lot about where I think this ultimately goes, that once there is no longer a surplus of very competent running backs or highly qualified running backs the market will correct itself but so in the macro this was a bad day for running backs being paid in the micro you feel sick for Nick Chubb amazingly though, the Browns best offensive player being lost to this for the season and maybe longer with an injury was not the worst thing from last night. the worst thing for the Browns that is from last night was, The further confirmation that the Cleveland Browns made one of, if not the, worst trade plus contract in NFL history. Deshaun, they still owe, still, another first round pick for Deshaun Watson to the Houston Texans this coming year. Deshaun Watson yesterday was playing a team whose offense had negative seven fourth quarter yards, and Deshaun was the worst quarterback on the field. Deshaun yesterday pushed an official and didn't get thrown out, shockingly, got two face mask penalties as a quarterback, which I, the maybe that's, <laughs> I know Josh Allen got a face mask penalty a few years ago. I don't know the last time some a quarterback got two, could make no plays, seemed incredibly frustrated. The face mask penalties seemed like he was almost lashing out at the fact that he couldn't escape the way he used to. And the Browns have no recourse here. What Deshaun Watson has left on his deal, again. The fully guaranteed four-year or was it it was five years two thirty? And I'll give you the exact details on it. He yeah, he he is uncuttable, one of the only uncuttable players in the entire league. Five year two thirty, pardon me. So Deshaun Watson is next year a salary of with each of the next 3 years after this year a salary of 46 million fully guaranteed with a prorated signing bonus of 18 million each year his cap number after this year for the next 3 years is 64 million in 2024 64 million in 2025 64 million in 2026 and it is fully guaranteed, meaning if the Browns were to be like, ah, eh, after this year we want to cut him, the dead cap would be $200 million. The whole salary cap's like $240. Not possible. If after next year they wanted to cut him, it's $135 million. If after the following year they wanted to cut him, it's $73 million. He's an uncuttable player, and he's terrible.
2: This is what and they get.
1: And that is correct.
2: This is what that they get. That
1: <laughs> is correct. When you trade three first-round picks and give a fully guaranteed contract to, a, to anybody, you are risking the franchise. When you do it for a guy who has been credibly accused of By nearly two dozen people of sexual misconduct, you are just continuing your legacy as the Cleveland Browns of being (laughs) one of the worst franchises in sports history, in modern sports history. And I'll go a step further. It's a little extra salt in the wound right now, DeMonze, the way Baker's playing. They Mm -hmm. spent the number one pick on Baker. They had, when Baker took the field, Demonze for the first time, the Browns had lost 34 of their previous 35 games. When Baker took the field the first time, they had won once in their previous 35 games. By his second year, they were an 11-win team and in the postseason and won a playoff game. He then had a bad year when he had an injured throwing arm, and they threw him away. And it looked like they were maybe validated by it when last year he was brutal. But now he's 2-0, and is leading the league in passer rating on third downs, that has led two mm-hmm. comebacks, and Deshaun looks absolutely brutal. So that, to so. me, is the biggest story of last night. Go ahead. A little follow-up here.
2: With Joe yeah. Burrow, Hurt, and Cincy 0-2, are my Ravens the clear favorites in the AFC North now? Like, I was kind of preaching a couple weeks ago, honestly.
1: But uh, Right now, they look, look like it. Right now. So here, listen, the Browns are a cross-off. The Browns are Cooked. They, they have suffered. Now, the, the defense was looking great. They've suffered injuries there. Their right tackle's done. Their Nick Chubb is done. Deshaun's done. The Browns are a off. The Steelers were my pick, if you remember, to win the division. Kenny Pickett has been awful. They Again, they had a fourth-quarter comeback yesterday, and in the fourth quarter, they had negative seven offensive yards. Never seen anything like it. They needed two defensive touchdowns, to escape with a victory. Now, Pickett, I think, will get a little better. The Steelers probably should and will fire the offensive coordinator at some point. But the the Steelers needed Pickett to get a lot better in order. The defense is great. There's no denying it, Tomlin's great. But can the Steelers win team? Can the Steelers team win more than 10 games? That I mean, 10 games would be a hell of an accomplishment. More than 10 is going to be hard. And then you get to Cincinnati. That, listen, correlation, causation, I don't know. But here's what I do know. The Cincinnati Bengals were the hottest team in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals, at last year, after starting 4-4, four and four, had won 10 consecutive games, including a beatdown of the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo uh, in the divisional round. And then what happened to Then what happened? Before the Chiefs game. Mahomes? Oh, well, before no, the before, before that. Actually, right as the Buffalo game was ending, what did we start hearing? Headed to oh, Joe, oh, Burrowhead, Burrowhead Stadium. <laughs> oh! Uh, haven't won a game. Uh, since the word <laughs> Burrowhead has been uttered, here's how it's gone for the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. They haven't won a game. Joe Burrow, no, fo- listen, he wasn't buying into the Burrowhead stuff. But those sports gods can, you know, strike lightning bolts anywhere. That calf hasn't been right; they've looked terrible. And all of a sudden, I don't know if you were following it. And by the way, gambling show Thursday, Demanze's teaser was a straight winner. I also had a winning week. Good job by us on Thursday. But I don't know if you've been looking at the lines already, Demanze. Cincinnati. Was a a six-and-a-half-point Monday night favorite against the Rams. They are now a two-point favorite. Why would the line move four-and-a-half points? Because Vegas thinks Burrow's not going to play. If he doesn't play, they can lose that game. You lose to the Rams to go to 0-3 when you have... Here's what Cincinnati still has left on on the schedule. The Rams aren't that bad, though.
2: The Rams aren't that bad, though. No, I know. Right. That,
1: I, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm the listen. The Rams. The, I don't think the 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 Rams have enough overall talent in order to continue this deep into the year. But they've overachieved up to this point, winning in week one and then being semi competitive with the Niners. You give them credit. Right, mcbay has right. been great. But here's my here's the point that I'm making for the Bengals. You fall to the Rams at zero three. The next week, you're at Tennessee. It's not a good team, but a great coach. But even if you win that, you still have games remaining. Seattle, at San Francisco, Buffalo, at Jacksonville, at Kansas City, and all four, and four more divisional games when you're 0-2 already in the division. You're from hell on deck for the Bengals. So that then gets me to your Ravens who while I was unimpressed in week 1 and worried about them from an injury standpoint week 2 Lamar was sensational this new passing offense he took to it Zay Flowers uh looks like one of the best you know best offensive players in the draft and there you're, there's going to be some trepidation on how sustainable it is and some concern about lamar's ability to stay healthy late in the year because for back-to-back years he's been hurt but right now i wonder what the odds are uh right now the ravens have to be considered sizable favorites
0: in the the afc north
1: the ravens this week uh let me just go ahead and look i apologize yeah i I think they're
2: 8.8 or eight and a half maybe Oh,
1: that sounds right, but I meant sizable favorites to win the AFC North. Oh, right yeah. Right now, yeah, the Ravens a... are minus 110 to win the AFC North. Cleveland, so it's basically even money. Cleveland is plus 360. Cincy is plus 440. And the Steelers are plus 500. So that is. The only two teams that are bigger favorites to win their division right now than Baltimore are the Chiefs and the Niners. So pretty good company. And, again, I'm not going to fully buy in yet, but through two weeks, you should feel pretty good. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the next topic.
2: All right, so the King pulled out a win over the Prince, and Mahomes also got a new deal. He is now the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, I believe, uh, could you explain right, well, so what let, the deal? Oh,
1: go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Could you
2: explain what the deal actually was and give us your thoughts on it? Uh, and and also also give us your thoughts yeah. on your two favorite quarterbacks combining for a measly twenty six points.
1: Okay, so the Mahomes deal. What everyone needs to understand is this: they did not add years, they did not add money. So what does it mean? He got a new deal. They just the accelerated when he gets the money. Well, it was the thing was this Mahomes's deal. Know what? Everyone got the Mahomes deal wrong from the beginning. As far as they're like, oh, he only had X amount of million guaranteed. People didn't understand that Mahomes's deal had these rolling guarantees, which made it almost de facto fully guaranteed. So Mahomes's it de- wasn't fully guaranteed as far as like. If he got hit by a truck and couldn't play football again, then they could get out of it. But assuming he was always playing, here's the reason it the way it worked was in every March, his money for two seasons later became guaranteed. So, like in March. In, in this, this past March of 2023, his salary for 2024 became guaranteed. So because of that, every year, his upcoming year's salary was guaranteed 18 months before it started, essentially. And so what they did here was they moved up a bunch of the money on the back end to these next four years. What they didn't do, though, was change the fact that he signed a 10-year contract that was worth $450 million. And so this does not hurt the Chiefs cap-wise any short-term or long-term. Now, in four years, they are poised... To have to rip the contract up, and in which case that could hurt them cap wise. But I think what both parties are doing here, and I think it's smart, is Mahomes is getting more money up front so people can't say anymore is the eighth highest paid quarterback. Mahomes also now gets to see over the next four years all right, are you guys going to consistently spend to the cap? Are you going to make sure that I'm surrounded by all this talent around me? And then in four years, Let me see, have we won a couple more Super Bowls and my number one goal is catching, have a real chance of catching Brady, in which case maybe I don't ask for a raise or has Andy Reid retired and things haven't gone the way we hoped and, you know, we're just a good, not a great team, in which case pay me my money. So that's the, the contract stuff, that's what happened. But the key information is no new dollars, no new years. So he's still on the 10-year, $450 million contract. Now, to the Chiefs and Jags. It should be noted that the Jacksonville Jaguars, in their last nine games, are 7-0, and Against everyone but the Chiefs and 0 2 against the Chiefs in their last 13 games, they're 9 and 1 against everyone but the Chiefs, and 0 3 against the Chiefs. It is not an exaggeration to say that maybe the Prince gets a little nervous when he sees the King. I would imagine, you know, if and when Bronny James makes the NBA, his first game against his, you know, LeBron, he might be a little shaky. These you know, the maybe could speak to this better than I can, but I would imagine that there's you know, there's sometimes some nerves when the <laughs> prince is up against the king. I think that could be the case here. Now Trevor didn't play great in week two, and the Chiefs offense right now looks shaky. But here's why I feel better about this gosh darn it, I can never show it on camera right now this sucked. tattoo. Then, yeah, than ever before. Even though they're not going to go twenty and zero, the Chiefs might have a great defense. Woo-hoo-hoo! Never seen that. Not with Mahomes. That defense. How's Detroit's offense? They scored thirty one on Seattle. How'd they do against Kansas City? Two touchdowns. How's Jacksonville's offense? They scored thirty one on Indy. Uh, they scored zero touchdowns on KC. Chief Stevens has allowed. Two touchdowns all year. That Chris Jones, training camp, who the hell needs it? The young players they drafted over the last few years are impact guys. And right now, if you listen to the national NFL commentary, Demandze, what's do you know what people's biggest concern with the Chiefs is right now? Out, Take me out of it. Right now, what people are like, oh, this has looked shaky from the Chiefs. Do you know what it is?
2: Well, given given the context, I'm assuming it's the defense that they say that there's problems
1: no. with? No, no. What they're oh. saying looks shaky is the passing game. You know what? Oh, I yeah. think they're going mean, to be okay. If the biggest concern <laughs> is the Chiefs passing game, I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, this is what a delight. What a wonderful spot. We're two weeks in. They're like, well, the defense looks awesome. And they've played really tough competition, the Lions and Jags. But what's shaky is throwing the football. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, you know what we're hearing? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if they can win with these receivers. The same receivers won with last year. Everyone's like, oh, they missed. They, and again, God love him, made some great plays for us, uh, you know, Chief Forever. People are like, oh, they miss McCole Hardman. Well, you know who also misses McCole Hardman? His current team, the Jets, where he has one catch for six yards. I don't think he's been the difference. They're like, oh, they miss Juju. Really? You know who I think misses Juju? His current team, the Patriots, with his nine catches for 61 yards. Give me a break. Give me a break. They're gonna be just fine, and Mahomes because he's a great teammate. Do you see who he went to three times in the first quarter? Kadarius Tony.
2: Yeah, no, I did. I I did notice that. I'm
1: not freezing you out. I'm throwing you the ball. Five targets, five catches. He didn't. And, did he, did, and one. he even
2: yeah, I was about to say, and he even made a mistake pretty early on there. Um, yep. And
1: the and Sky Moore <laughs> caught a touchdown. His first yeah. regular season touchdown after he had a big
2: I, drop. So I honestly wasn't ahead. a huge fan at the time. I'm glad the Chiefs got the dub, but that was not exactly conducive to my teaser.
1: Uh, oh, what did you have on the teaser on that one?
2: It was Jags plus ten and a half versus the Chiefs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it that was, that was, it, looking was shaky. it. Was just way
2: too close for like the last like eight minutes of the game. Uh, yep.
1: Uh, oh, I, did you freak out when on the when the Chiefs were running out the clock? Yeah and then Mahomes is scrambling around and Sky Moore breaks free wide open it looks like he's going for a touchdown and did he, you see he's that play it
2: over to the left yeah i believe so yes
1: yeah, yeah. it looked it, and then they took knees after that but it looked yes. like he was going to it l- was glorious the, man the, i was the last time you had a big teaser involving the jags it didn't end great that was yeah. the Dak i mean it was Prescott really it was the six. cowboys yeah yeah, but it, the jag side of it. All right, speaking of the speaking Cowboys, of let's the go
2: Cowboys. to them. the Cowboys, the Cowboys have hung 70 while only allowing 10 points in two games. You already know you thought that they were making the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Yep. But the Looks offense did have to spe- settle for three red zone field goals. And the yep. Eagles and 49ers look unstoppable, obviously. Have you seen enough from Dak to prove that he won't be holding Dallas back this year?
1: I don't think he's gonna hold him back. He doesn't have to be the best player on the team. The offense doesn't even have to lead this team, first of all. Second of all, the if we're talking about a quarter with the leading NFC contenders, you're gonna hate this, Say sorry. And we're talking about a quarterback holding somebody back, the concern is not Dak Prescott. It's Brock Purdy. I, I get it. The guy doesn't lose. I understand. But to act Anyone to act like they have more faith in Purdy than Prescott is ludicrous. And I disagree with the commentary right now on the Eagles. I think the Eagles, I I, I know that after that Thursday night game, the, the commentary was, is there something wrong with the Eagles' offense? I don't think there's anything wrong with the Eagles' offense. I am highly concerned if I'm an Eagles fan with that Eagles secondary and that Eagles pass defense. uh, Again, I remind everyone, last year, every above-average quarterback they played, other than Cousins, lit them up. There was only six of them. Goff, Trevor, Mahomes, Dak, Rodgers, all lit up that defense as far as putting up points and yards. The only one that didn't was Kirk. This year, Mac Jones throws for 316 and three touchdowns in game one, and then Kirk... The guy whose number they had last year, Kirk, has a monster game. Kirk throws for 364 and four touchdowns. I don't think that Eagles, if they don't get to the quarterback, that pass defense is a big problem. And they're very fortunate they won that. I mean, Minnesota turned the ball over, had four lost fumbles, and there were five fumbles in that football game. Philly recovered all of them. So I don't think the Eagles look great. I do think the Niners look great. There's no denying it. But I'm waiting for the inevitable shoe to drop on Brock Purdy. We'll see if I'm right. The Cowboys look like the best team in the NFC by a considerable margin. You and can't once just again, keep extending preseason. this like
2: time period. What will we reevaluate the situation? Let's try Week Eight, maybe. Is that when Brock we'll party? come back to this? And, yeah, be, the whole Purdy situation. Yeah, the inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the inevitable is supposed to inevitably happen weeks ago or maybe last year, Uh, but we just keep extending that time period.
1: Okay, here's what what I'll say. Brock Purdy has started 10 games in his career. Ten. One of them was the Eagles playoff game where he didn't really get to play. So nine games, but we could call it ten because he also came in the Dolphins game. So he's basically played ten full NFL games. I need to see more of a sample. That's all. There's nothing wrong with that. am, Am I holding his draft position against him? Yes. Am I holding the fact that he is almost exactly my size against him? Yeah, I am. Am I hold I, I am and I am I holding against him that I've seen this story before with Niners quarterbacks who I did not think was good were good and now we're seeing that Niners quarterback play quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders and not be good? Yeah, I am. So I guess we'll wait and see. All right, go ahead. Next one. Another quarterback. This is a quarterback that I was so high on coming into the NFL. Then I kind of turned on him and now I might be turning back. But go ahead. All right.
2: After beating New England, Tua is the current betting favorite to win MVP. The Dolphins are being called a Super Bowl contender, and many are calling them their dark horse team. With the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs looking vulnerable, where are you on the Dolphins' chances to make a deep run?
1: Well, you know, I picked them to win the AFC East. They now, I mean, to me, they're the now. Are they the favorites? Let me look. Are right? I had it I open gotta before, and I just closed it by accident. Well, I, the I mean they should be, but Vegas yeah, loves I mean. the Bills, man. They are the slight favorites over the Bills. They're minus one hundred five. The Bills are plus one hundred forty. The Jets are ten to one, and the Patriots are fifteen to one. Um, listen, I'm going to say the same thing everybody says. If Tua stays healthy, this is one of the most dangerous teams in the league. Now, one thing that I will say is. Everyone is kind of working into the math that they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back at the end of the year. I don't know if they are or they aren't. When you have that mis- meniscus repair surgery, that's four to six months. So Ramsey might not be coming. I'm not sure. But right now they look great. And Tyreek is unguardable. And, and Mike McDaniel's one of the sharpest coaches in the entire league. And so there, to me, there is like legitimate... Reason to fear the Dolphins. Would I do I believe that Tua could come into Arrowhead and handle that? I don't, but they're now on those list of teams that you must that you've got to absolutely treat like a true contender, which is why this offseason, not to pat myself on the back, but I will. When everyone was crowning the Jets or still crowning the Bills, I picked Miami to win that division. I believe in the Dolphins, but we probably do need to see maybe a little bit more from them. Go ahead, Demonte.
2: Nothing. Oh, yeah. We, I'm, oh, okay. I'm glad you're keeping we it to fair. To we, need to, we need to see more of them, too, yeah. for you to give a real assessment. Yeah. I like it.
1: Well, no, no, no. I just, Tua, it's a, he's got, we've never seen him in a playoff game. And he's the biggest injury concern in the league. Like, those are just objective statements. All right, last one. All right,
2: the Patriots are 0 2, and Belichick's quest to pass Don Shula is fleeting. Mac Jones is clearly not the answer. You just said the Patriots have the have worse odds than Zach Wilson's Jets to win the AFC East. Has mm-hmm. his legacy are has, has his legacy already been put in danger?
1: No. No, it's like – I mean, only – I'm not calling you this because I know you're just asking the question. Only an idiot would think his legacy is, like, in danger. The the the, And I, I'm not talking about our producers either because that's the – I'm being clear. That is, like, the discussion people are having. But I think anyone entertaining the idea that a coach, the greatest defensive mind in the history of the sport, who has six Super Bowl rings – who's been to 13 conference championship games, who's been to nine Super Bowls, uh, and then also, that's just as a head coach, as a defensive coordinator, uh, has two Super Bowl rings. Anyone thinking his legacy is in danger is, I think, crazy. Here's what's not crazy. Asking the question on if the game's passed him by. It might have. Uh, His fourth down decisions, not great. His two-point conversion decisions multiple times. He was down 14 uh, this last week against the Dolphins. Opportunities to go for two when you're supposed to doesn't. His challenge that everybody was like, oh, it was so funny (laughs) the way he threw the flag. Nobody focused on the fact that was a terrible challenge. You needed the timeout. You had no chance of winning it. And what are you doing? Like, you're just angry challenging. And now his leg. here's what is fair. His legacy as a GM has taken a significant hit. He picks these players. And they have no talent on offense. They have no one on offense that scares you. Matt Jones is blah. They have no playmakers. Matt Jones completed 31 passes for 200 yards on Sunday. That's like an algebra problem that's unsolvable. Only three times in the last 45 years in the NFL has someone completed 30 or more passes, zero of which went for at least 15 yards. They have no big plays. And I don't know if he's going to catch Shula. Now, his legacy is unimpeachable, but this part of the era, not going great. And the producers now say he's two games under 500 without Tom Brady. Are we sure we shouldn't ask more questions? Guys, it'd be one thing if he has a giant sample without Brady of good quarterbacks. He doesn't, he was in Cleveland. He had one year with Bledsoe. When Bledsoe again, they were five and eleven that year. We did see him win eleven games with Matt Castle. Saw him make the playoffs with Mac Jones. If you, he has had below average quarterbacks in his career without Brady, and he's a five hundred coach, it's by the way the same exact situation Mike Tomlin finds himself in. Mike Tomlin. When, Bi- when he had Big Ben, they're competing for championships. When he had the final couple years of Big Ben, they're not. And now post-Big Ben, they're not. Like, did Tomlin get worse, or did he just not have a quarterback anymore? So, the I just, I, I he's an all-time legendary coach, the greatest defensive mind ever, and his roster management and drafting as of late hasn't been great. I think I insulted one. Of, I think old, the yeah. one of our producers. He's he's also old. Also, maybe I was a little harsh with the idiot comment. I didn't mean to hurt any feelings. It was there. it my was apologies. just crazy
2: because like I had I had worded the question that way. It wasn't even in the rundown like that. And then like I asked it that way, and you're like, whoever would ask that question's an idiot. And I'm like, oh, well, we're old. That's why damn, I
1: <laughs> that, That's why I apologize. I realize I was a little harsh there. I that, that's my bad. Quick break. Right back. What's right. for a game right or wrong our a block went very long so we're going to try to power through this but go ahead
2: it did all right so right or wrong after seeming out of sorts all all in the, all of the entire last season baker mayfield's yeah. bucks are 2 and 0 oh. right or wrong tom brady was the problem in tampa
1: <laughs> no brady wasn't the problem but the running game's better the offensive line is healthier and people wrote off this team for dead way earlier than they should have now again, I don't know if they're going to keep it up, but I'll tell you this much: I said it earlier. I think that Eagles pass defense can get got, and Baker plays them this week. I wouldn't. I I'd be very careful of using the Eagles in a survivor pool this week. I the now the Eagles maybe blow up that offensive line and blow up Baker. I I'm not acting like that would be crazy, but Baker's playing really really well. And folks got to acknowledge it. He's playing really, really well. All right, next.
2: All right, the Chargers are still the Chargers. And while Brandon Staley deserves some blame, it doesn't feel like Mahomes or Hurts would be losing these games. Right or wrong, Justin Herbert is the problem.
1: Here's the thing. He's not the problem, but he's paid to be the solution. That's Mm. the issue. Bar. He's... the oh okay. Oh thanks, Damasi. I mean he's he, he the Bill James used to say that the worst teams in sports have an amazing ability to blame their best players for their biggest problems. Meaning like when a team stinks very often the guys who get blamed are the only guys who are actually performing at a high level. It's everyone else, but the guys at a high level are the guys we know. And I do think that happens to a degree. But Justin Herbert is not paid like he's a good quarterback, and he is not discussed like he is a good quarterback. He is paid and he is discussed like he is a great quarterback. And he has not been that. He's been good. His numbers this year, objectively, are good. He, in week one, they scored 30 points. And that should be enough to win. Well, it might have been 34 points, actually. In week two, he led a game-tying field goal drive. The problem is, and yes, Staley has been, ever since Staley got bullied out of going for fourth downs, he's been a zero as a coach. That's undeniable. But, For Herbert, they expect you when you get the ball back against the Dolphins and you've scored 34 points in that game to drive your team into field goal range down two and get the win. When you get the ball back against the Titans, not to drive to the 15 and stall to kick a game-tying field goal, but to put it in the end zone. And when you win the toss in overtime, certainly to not go three and out. So no, Herbert is... Good. They need him to be great. But Staley's going to get fired, so it doesn't really matter. All right, next.
2: Ooh, okay. All right, Daniel Jones led the biggest Giants comeback since 1949, leading Eli Manning to steal your bit. We're going to show the tweet.
1: I know. This and was he BS, him. man. Yeah, the, the, you see this? Never a doubt. Eli's well, he's got a bigger Eli- platform,
2: Eli- and now everybody's going to tie it to Eli Manning instead of Nick Wright.
1: Hold on. Does he have a bigger platform? Hold on a second here. Uh, All right. Nope. 518,000 Twitter followers. About 60K behind your boy. Did you say 518,000? That's what he has. Eli Manning. that's,
2: That's a shocker to me.
1: And Maybe his Instagram your boy is, Nick Wright is at 575000 Maybe so, but I didn't see it on Instagram. So okay. pump your brakes on the old. Uh, he's got a bigger uh, platform, but go ahead. The clout trade. All right, anyways. But Saquon
2: Barkley is out for three weeks. Right or wrong, the Giants are playoff bound.
1: Wrong. No. I mean, listen, I did give your guy Daniel Jones credit, and I was rooting for him for reasons we'll discuss in a moment in the second half of that game, uh, and he played great but the giants are cooked. I mean they were you don't get Switching outscored grim. 60 to nothing to start your season and be a good team. <laughs> 60 to nothing <laughs> through 6 quarters. And now I they mean, rallied it looks like the and they, <laughs> Yeah, they rallied and they temporarily saved their season. But DeMonzay, here's what they've got coming up. Thursday at San Francisco Then home for Seattle, then at the Dolphins, at the Bills. They're cooked. And Saquon's injured. Like, I'm sorry. And everyone else in their division is undefeated, amazingly. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. the Giants are in real trouble. But shout-out Daniel Jones. It was a great second half, and it won me a bunch of money. Next.
2: Shout-out, DJ. All right, down 10 with no time left. The Rams strangely opted to kick a field goal. The spread happened to be Rams plus seven. Of course, or that's not what, what McVe- in some places. Yeah, right. Of course, yeah. that's not what McVeigh was thinking. But it was pretty weird. Right or wrong, Sean McVeigh wanted the kicker to get some extra reps.
1: No, Sean McVeigh did technically the right thing, and with seven seconds left, rather than four seconds, no one would question it. He did the right thing because. If you're down two scores in the waning moments, if you're down, I'm sorry, a touchdown and a field goal, two touchdowns, obviously it's not the case, the optimum strategy is kick the field goal, onside kick, and then do the Hail Mary with like two seconds left because the Hail Mary takes so long. If you try to do that on the front end, you're not going to have time for the onside kick and field goal. So if it, there were seven yeah. seconds left. You kick the field goal. That then takes four seconds. There's now three seconds left. You kick the onside kick. An onside kick recovery can take one second because the clock doesn't start until someone touches it so a perfectly executed onside kick you get it on a high bounce you get it you go straight down then you have time for a hail mary that's what he was thinking the problem is with four seconds left there's no time for the field goal plus the onside kick so you know he ended up helping out those of us that had the Rams plus seven and a half. So much love, Sean McVay. Appreciate you. Next.
2: Speaking of Hail Marys, Russell Wilson completed both the Hail Mary and blew a 21-point lead in the same game. But he definitely looks better this year. Right or wrong, Russ is cooked.
1: Right, he's cooked. Listen, he looks better in the first halves. And in the second half, he's been the worst second half quarterback in one of the worst second half quarterbacks in football. Once again, they have Sean. And by the way, Sean Payton will throw him under the bus if he needs to, and is already starting the process. He already said maybe Russ needs a wristband. He needs to be sharper. Sean Payton, that interview Sean Payton did with USA Today is still rearing its ugly head because he said it was the worst coaching job in NFL history last year. If we don't make the playoffs, we're going to be pissed. And they look very similar. He just blew an 18-point lead at home to Sam Howell. So, yeah, listen, Russ is cooked, even though he's better than last year, and I think they're in real, real, real trouble. All right, next.
2: All right, Puka Nakua is a name people are quickly going to come to know after setting a bunch of records in his first two games. Right or wrong, Nakua will win Rookie of the Year.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mean... I hadn't even thought of that. But it, the, the record for the first two catches in your first two career games was, I think, 19. My guy's got 25. The it's, Maybe he'll win rookie of the year. It's too early to say. Anthony Richards, C.J. Stroud just threw for 380. You know, people, B. John Robinson is the smart bet and the bet that I made. What I will say, my more fun... And shout-out to First and Pod, that football podcast with Danny Parkinson, Andrew Filippone, that I listen to every uh, Monday and Thursday. They do a great job with it uh, for mentioning this. And I don't think this is fair, but it is an interesting question. Is Puka Nakua showing that Cooper Cup is a system receiver? Is Puka Nakua all of a sudden coming in as a fifth-round rookie and just catching all the routes Cooper Cup caught and doing all of that. And now, listen, Cooper Cup was unbelievable in that Super Bowl. He's obviously more than a system receiver, but does it make you look at Cooper Cup a tiny bit differently that this 22 year old fifth round pick from BYU can have 25 catches? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit differently. All right, next.
2: All right. uh, Last year, you raved about Justin Fields, but he's now lost 12 straight as the Bears starter. Right or wrong, Fields will keep his starting gig in Chicago.
1: I do not remember raving about Justin Fields. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I I, 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 there were a couple games where he did look dynamic, but I have never been fully sold on Fields. If the tape, you know, says I'm wrong, then we can play it on Thursday. I don't I remember he, raving about him. Go ahead.
2: I do remember little time spurts where you were speaking very highly of Justin Fields. I can't like go back and log it exactly, but I do remember faintly you saying like, get right, Justin well, Fields some pieces some other stuff yeah, well, need, pieces yeah, to pieces to see now. what he
1: could do the producers are saying i called him the most electric runner of the football the quarterback position outside of vic and lamar well that's accurate that still stands huh? i still yeah, think yeah. that yeah i still right. think that they don't let him run anymore and it looks like he, he can't throw anymore you could throw at ohio state I listen the bears are in real bad shape they're in real bad shape um and so i don't know uh, I don't know what they do. They had the number one pick of the draft this last year and traded it away because they believed in fields. And now it looks like they might be regretting that. All right, next.
2: The Jets are screwed. But Aaron Rodgers says he's going to come back. He's going to try to come back and make an attempt to make it for the playoffs. Right or wrong, a 1-16 team can, can make the playoffs. Can yeah, I, make listen, the playoffs. I, all, Sorry, all,
1: all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, a big believer in modern medicine, color me just shocked. Um, I, listen, he's not coming back this year. Guy popped his Achilles. And the Jets aren't making the playoffs anyway. And they have a shot of making the playoffs if they trade for yeah, James, James Winston, Winston or do something at quarterback. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Zach Wilson, I, I mean, Zach Wilson's one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history. I, There's just, everybody is like, at this point, people are like going the other direction. I mean, like, like oh, it's not Zach's fault. It is. It, it, Zach was 12 27 with three picks. Well, in he, his defense, he he's played the, the cow.
2: Space. He's played the Cowboys and the Bills so far.
1: Every game of his career, he's been terrible. Every game, you know those things you see on Twitter sometimes, where it's like, if someone gave you ten million dollars and asked you to complete one pass in the NFL, could you do it? <laughs> the The answer is, well, I don't know. Like, if the question is, like, what would just a guy who played some high school football? Who was dropped into an NFL game? Look, turn on the fucking Jets uh, while Zach Wilson's the quarterback. I mean, that's the answer. I mean, again, I everyone's like, oh, we don't want to be mean. I, 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 I feel badly for him. He is being asked to do something he cannot do. If every Sunday they're like they were like Nick, we need you to unicycle on national television, I am going to be like, well, this sucks. I don't know how to do this, but they're making me do it. That Zach playing quarterback in the NFL. He's like, this sucks. I don't know how to do this, but they're making me do this. I, I mean, it's just what it is. Like maybe he's a good guy. I don't know, but it, he's not. He's 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 one not of the five quarterback. worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life that regularly gets opportunities. <laughs> All right, next. He just is. He's terrible. All
2: right. So, um, HBO canceled Winning Time after their ratings were cut nearly in half for the second season, hmm. or at least that's what they want you to think. Right or wrong, Winning Time was canceled because they cast the wrong guy for Byron Scott. I can't stop laughing. Well, watching.
1: listen, I, I, I don't know. The Demonzey should have been Byron Scott. What is what? Do you? I didn't watch Winning Time. What is wild? is they clearly anticipated getting a third season because it's called winning time it's about the lakers rise to greatness in the 80s their big rival was the celtics de do you know (laughs) how the season two ends like it's not a trick question yes the (laughs) final season of winning time is the celtics winning the 84 title what a disaster. The final part is Larry Bird no beating them. Yeah. Oh. They, they didn't get to like in 1985 it crescendos for the Lakers. They beat the Celtics in the finals. They get their revenge. All of it. And and we, we're never going to get to see it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> all right, last one.
2: All right, uh you cash in, you cash in a big bet, a big live bet on Sunday. Predicting that the Cardinals will blow it and Russ would be Russ. Uh, I think we're going to show a tweet for those watching on YouTube.
1: Have uh, you seen – DeMonte, did you see this?
2: Yeah, we had to argue with this guy to get this put on the show, by the way. Uh, but, uh, oh. but yes, that's oh, okay. that's insane. This he's, We're doing so this against for, his will. He wanted to be modest.
1: For the people listening – it was, and that I appreciate you have my back there, but that is not true. I said we need to put it on the show. I know, I know Gabe because he's smart. Gabe, our fearless leader. Um, Gabe thinks that I might alienate some of the audience. Gabe didn't say this, but I know it by publishing best showing. Amounts. Your,
2: the amount, but right?
1: The, yeah, I'm alienating you know for sure. <laughs> okay, so I it was the Giants were down twenty to. 21 to 7 and Washington was down 20 to 3 and I live bet parlayed it 500 and the payout was 21,700 and we banked it. Now the right or wrong is Dior deserves her cut. If Dior is if Dior listens to this show or watches this show, she'll get her cut. What I will say is DeMonze, you uh DeMonze had I don't need to get into details. Uh banking snafu and because of that he didn't have access to some of his money so i sent him money uh a couple weeks ago and he said hey I'll, I'll send you half this day and half the next day and without any prompting without me asking anything he sent the half so because i hit a nice little windfall there you can keep the other half and if deora <laughs> oh. watches and listens to this she can get the same amount if she doesn't, she's just out of luck. Out there, you know, enjoying her first week of college. But so we don't have to say what that amount is. It's not a ton of money, but it's you know, a oh, few hundred you, how, dollars. No,
2: very generous of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh looking at the bet, yeah. I just don't really know how to like it's like, oh <laughs> but uh well, but oh, you I think guess you
1: should I, get more? You think no, you no, no!
2: I, I, no. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like, okay. to you, this does not matter at all. This is, this is, but for, in my world, this is, this is everything. This is everything. Um, I, I uh, may or may not give Dior some leads. She's in college, dude. She's got okay. a little bit of money.
1: <laughs> um. All right. So the the well. All right. Do, how about this? Don't give her any leads for at least forty-eight hours. And then okay. on Thursday on the pod, we'll see if she is, we can re update the story and then we'll decide whether or not you should tip her off. Fair. Okay. No, but don't fair say enough. anything to her for at least 48 hours. Um Gotcha. But uh but the funny thing about that bet was I they kept offering me cash outs. And it was a five hundred dollar bet, and within thirty minutes, the cat like with the when neither team, neither the Giants nor the uh, Washington, had the lead, they were offering me five thousand because at that point they were both games were on the balance. So five hundred dollar bet, mm-hmm. they were offering me ten x. I was like, no, that's not doing it. Even though at the time that didn't seem like a terrible idea because I need both teams were still trailing. Then when the Giants had won and the Washington was up. Eleven, it flipped like that. The Giants' game is over. Washington is up eleven. Now my bet is seemingly locked. The cash out option was only like I shouldn't say only, but in comparison, it was seventeen thousand. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" The 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 winner the, it pays nearly twenty two. One half the bet is done. The other half, I have an eleven point lead with four minutes left. Like the cash out option should be. If the win is 22, the cash-out option should be like 20 right now. So I was like, that's ridiculous. Not even, and I've never cashed out a bet in my life, but I w- wouldn't even consider it. Damonze, when that Hail Mary was completed, I dropped to my knees. That's the other part of this bet. <laughs> it was an all-time legendary bet that almost was an all-time stomach punch. The yeah. team that was down 18 was up 11 with four minutes to go. And up eight with three seconds to go. And a, a, a triple tip tail Mary ended up coming in. But there was pass interference on the two-point conversion. It wasn't called. I got called. the over the winner on winner Dexter being dinner.
2: in his cage at that
1: moment. So in his got cage. The, uh, <laughs> Dexter was the most locked up a dog has ever been. Dexter. Dexter was hanging out for the beginning of football. And then Chiefs, Jags. Was a little more stressful than I anticipated when the Chiefs yeah, were muffing no, punts and fumbling passes, so I locked him up then. And then my plan was to take him out, uh, you know, at, at halftime of the four o'clock games. But then that, though, then I was too invested in those, so Dexter, Dexter was locked up until Sunday night football. Dexter had a hey, nice man. day hanging out by himself. All right, quick break. Come back. Answer just a few quick questions because I'm late today. What's right? Welcome back in episode 178. What's right with Nick Wright. Uh, Demanze r- realizes now we're on cameras. he wipes his eyes for all <laughs> the YouTube audience to see. Uh, D- 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 Demanze, go ahead and read the questions. And if you have any shout-outs you want to do, go ahead there as well, my friend.
2: All right. Uh, DJB says, do you think Shadour is a top 10 pick, Nick?
1: Not yet, but but trending towards it. He's not there yet. Need to also see more from him against better competition. And again, you're seeing good competition, but I'm very excited to see him against Oregon. Now, USC's defense is no good, Uh, but he's been wildly impressive. He's not, to me, anywhere close to the same tier as Caleb, but he has shown a lot, man. And that 98-yard drive with the game on the line with all that pressure, that absolutely showed a lot. All right, next.
2: Uh, Wiki Two says, "Purdy has nearly as many good games as Trevor in the NFL. Uh, ninety plus rating, games with a ninety plus rating. A, yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah. And fewer attempts and more good college games with lesser talent. Uh, how do you need? How do you need more from Brock, but not Trevor?
1: Okay, Guy, sorry, guys. Oh, you're going to talk all, about the not- pedigree and
2: how he came from college and he was this prospect.
1: Of course." Yeah. Yes, I am. I've, all right, First of all, do not compare Trevor Lawrence's college career to Brock Purdy's. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. And yes, in professional athletics, the guy who since he was 12, everyone said is one of the best 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 16 year they've ever seen who is 6'6" who won a national championship, who was the number one pick of the draft, yes, that guy I'm going to give more dispensation to. Furthermore, a guy who took over a team that had won one game and then within two years they are in the playoffs winning a playoff game Versus a guy who took over the most stacked team in the league, give me a break. But yes, the one, the fact that one guy is six inches taller and was a better high school player by a mile, a better college player. The college thing was ridiculous by a mile. Of course, I'm going to believe in him more. Of course, I am. That's re- with respect, Wilkets. You're too, shallow. That's ridiculous. Okay. Shallow. Next.
2: All right, Kevin Kevin Quagiano asks, Should the Vikings trade Cousins to the Jets for some defensive pieces or picks and tank for Caleb?
1: It's a popular one. People are talking about if they lose this week, maybe, because Cousins' contract is up after this year, if they don't think they're going to bring him back. If the Jets win this weekend against the Patriots, just based purely on defense, and Zach is terrible. And the Vikings lose, I could see that potentially being a hotter topic. I, Brew brought it up on the TV show. I, it's possible. I think it's unlikely, but I think it's possible. All right. Before we go, Demonze, we're, we're done with the questions because I got to go. I got to go do Colin and the TV show. Demonze, go ahead.
2: Yo, big shout out to uh, Madeline Morrow. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Let you know I love you, dude. Oh, that's it. Got nothing <laughs> that, more.
1: Why did you throw a dude at the end of it?
2: Because it's just that's, that's a, my homie. She'll, you call everyone
1: understand. dude? You I do. Call every, um, you were about to really, dude. by the way, because Maddie is a gender neutral name. You were really going to confuse the audience there. That was going to be quite um, the curveball you just threw at the audience with the yeah, birthday nah, love that's, that's girl out.
2: Maddie, just so we're clear. Uh, today's her birthday. I love that girl a lot. Happy birthday, and, um, Maddie.
1: Happy birthday. Happy. I'm glad you were able to do that. This was a really good show. You did rally, Demanze. You were thank excellent. You, sir. I know you're a thank little under the weather. I appreciate it. I know you got to get to work. I got to go uh, on with my guy, Colin, uh, and then see you on First Things First at 3 o'clock. What's right?